We're back, Studio 22, still sweating. Oh, you know what we didn't do? We didn't turn the fan off. Y'all hang on a second. Let me turn the fan off so everybody can, can uh, make sure we don't talk to them, party foul. Who's in charge of turning the fan off? That was Candace, and she's not here. She's still not That's here. That's on her. It's, it's, uh, it's Puppet Master Mark sitting over there. He's in control of this whole deal. But, hey, you know, this we're just hanging out, man. Ooh, it goes down. It gets hotter by ten degrees as soon as that fan comes on, Jason Ridley. It's hot. Yeah, as soon as that thing is turned off, man, boom, you can feel it. These lights everywhere. I don't think it'd be that bad if we kept the fan on, Mark. I don't think it would be. I'm calling I out think. the superintendent of this building. I pay rent on this place. I really don't. <laughs> I'm just glad they didn't stick us in a darn broom closet, which was their right to do. They could. But I think it's a conspiracy against me and the Chad Prather show. I think it's – I don't know who it is that pissed them off in Mercury One, but there's uh, air conditioning in, in every room in this building except this one. That's, that's And when me. I look around the studio, I don't even see a vent. Like, is it, the, Yeah, there's none. I looked earlier. There's no vents in here. Like, they built – that's why they keep saying they can't fix the air, Mark. Uh, the air's in here? There's no air here. There's no air actually here? I think that's the deal. That's Glenn Beck keeping the AC off until you're pulling your weight. Right I here. hear you. I bet I bet it was air conditioned when Stevie Ray Vaughan recorded in this studio. Pro- probably. That'll I be bet my you guess. it was, doggone yeah. it. I got, I got the representative from District 6 in Georgia right here. You a congressman? They they let you call, use that word. Well, state, no, everybody thinks I am. I get a lot of emails from them thinking I'm a congressman. No, I'm a state representative. State representative for the yes, state sir. of Georgia. My buddy Jason Ridley, he's in town. I said, "Man, come sit down in the studio and sweat with us." So I'm glad you're here, buddy. That hat looks good on your head. It too. does look good. Thank you, American Hat Company, Chad Prather. From you hat. got that. You ever you wear that in the in the Capitol building? In yes, the sir. State House in Atlanta, yes, Georgia. Yes, sir. I do. Uh, and down where I live at, uh, while we're during session, is uh, I call them a lot of overachievers. Um, they all have uh, rescued dogs, which I've never seen a rescue rab- uh, labradoodle, but until then, and all of them like to exercise. So whenever I come strolling in with my hat on, it it kind of stops the traffic a little. Like bit. a revival of the village oh, people. Yeah, they down don't know there. what's going on. I understand. Yeah, yeah, you wear that in some parts of Atlanta, and you don't have to pay for your own drinks. I, I got that yet, but uh, you do, know. You, do you know <laughs> that Atlanta is the number one city in America for singles if you're a man, because the ratio is eight to one women to men. I don't know why all these girls move in there, but they're pretty girls in Atlanta, eight to one. But there's also a large homosexual community in Atlanta, the second only to like San Francisco. And, and I don't know if you knew that or not. No, sir. I, and I didn't Which know anything we, about the pretty women because mine is at home. Hello, I understand. Andrea. <laughs> I understand. I, I just learned to come right out with it. My wife don't watch or listen to this show anyway unless she's in the studio. And even then she's only half paying attention. But I just want to remind you that that kind of that that the gay community there in Atlanta takes that ratio really up to about twelve to one. It kind of opens the borders up a little bit. So if you're a woman in Atlanta, it's hard to find a hard, good man. But if you're a man in Atlanta, well, we won't talk about my days as a single <laughs> single man. But anyway, anyway, party foul Steve sitting over there and uh, hanging out in the peanut gallery, looking good with his Foles of Honor shirt on. Looking oh yeah, good. Foles of Honor today. And then uh, then our buddy Jamie Popwell, he's hanging out for an extra episode here. What's up, brother? From Opelika, Alabama. Representing. Representing <laughs> flagsforvets.us. Hey, you were talking about you got a, you got something big coming up, though, right in the fall. You got a hog hunt? I do, yeah. Uh, actually, I got a deer hunt. Deer, deer hunt. Deer hunts. Deer hunts. Tell yeah, me we, about that deal. I want to well, talk. We, uh, we started a buddy of mine, Ricky Spratlin, that owns uh, Relentless Whitetails. Uh, he's got a high fence preserve in Tuskegee. Uh, wants to uh, to honor veterans, and I uh, wanted to partner with somebody that does that already. So we said, let's do this, and uh, we're building a couple of uh, handicap 
accessible shoot blinds. We're going to bring in some handicap vets this fall and mm-hmm. shoot some beautiful trophy buck. So uh, that'll be, you know, whenever deer season kicks off or earlier if the game ward doesn't catch us. But, I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, we, don't, we don't want to go there. But, yeah. He's got some pretty deer over there, doesn't he? Oh, yes, he does. You go to Relentless Whitetails and you see some of those pictures. Someone's yeah. going to shoot him a nice buck. Nice. All yeah. right. That's cool. We did the. We were at the Chris Kyle Benefit the other night and gave away uh, with the experience. Those folks are great. They gave away some elk hunts to some veterans and good time. But really, how in the hell they let you in public office? Well, you know, a lot of – well, there's 180 legislators down there trying to figure that same thing out. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I was kind of never really meant to get in politics. Um, I was always just kind of uh, – the background kind of guy and just like everybody else I got pissed off and decided I was going to run because some things was going on and um my wife wouldn't even you know really help me get out and put out signs because she said I was going to get my butt whipped uh she but wouldn't to, help you put out signs oh, oh she did I just I give her a hard you had time to talk her it. Into she, it? not really she was like you know I think it's something you've always wanted to do so go do it she's really supportive I give her a hard time but uh she really did but um so anyway ran against a 12-year incumbent um that had sort of kind of like Brian Kemp did had all the money had all the uh ways of doing things and and uh just got out and just hard work on the ground and and uh we end up winning i think we spent eighty one hundred dollars and they spent about three hundred thousand and <laughs> and uh we sent them to the house and uh and thank everybody in the district for for putting up with me and voting for me here's what i want to know like how do you how do you justify spending three hundred thousand dollars on a candidacy from district six it, it, it to be a state rep and i mean because you're never going to recoup that money i mean no and, and he didn't spend it you know i mean it was a lot of donations, yeah, and donations. Stuff, we can take campaign contributions from from lobbyists and, and that kind of stuff um so uh, we can't take it while we're in session but we can take it outside and, and it's got a 2600 dollars cap on it at the time now they've moved it up to 2800 um so you know um that's a you know a lot of money if you're a chairman or something like that uh in there uh, which he was a chairman of I think a K through twelve appropriations. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so he had he'd been there twelve years. Had a pretty good little stand going. Time to go, baby. Time to go. Time you to put go. you send him to the house. Have a yeah. seat. Warm up a spot for the next guy. Well, you know, and the thing in all politics, no matter if it's federal, state, local, whatever. Uh, when you start forgetting about the people that send you there, it's time for them to bring you home. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of what I set out to do. I swore that, you know, hey, I'm a hometown guy fighting for y'all, not for big businesses, and I've and I've lived up to that. Down there, they. Uh, this year we had some, but I had some of the biggest guys against me, and and I took down one of the bills and was and made them all stand up and say, "Who the heck's this guy?" <laughs> I'm gonna have Candace edit in this picture uh, of you sitting there with your cigar on the oh, state no, house don't do floor. That. that was a joke. With, with your feet propped up. I'm gonna show you how hard these politicians work now. Uh, but I love that picture. Oh, it, it's borderline iconic. You look like Boss Hawk sitting in there making decisions. Well, well the funny part is, uh, about two rows behind me uh, is is one of my chairmen's Alan Alan Powell. He's been down there for a long time. Great guy from over in Hartwell, Georgia, uh, chairman now of the regulated industries. At the time, he was chairman of uh, uh, Homeland Security. Uh, but he he was having to have knee replacements, so his knee was killing him. And he always yeah. and I turned around behind me, and he'd always have his leg thrown up. And I said, you know, I said everybody tells calls me Alan Powell Jr. Sometimes I said, I, <laughs> here, take this picture right quick. And so bunch of rednecks. Oh, it was. It was one I of love the it. good afternoons that we had. You and I met, and I want to get in. I want to talk a little bit about the Brian Kemp campaign and then him becoming governor and all those things. Absolutely. We'll get into the controversy here in a little bit, which I don't see it as a lot of controversy, but they're trying to make it out. They're there. trying to, yes. But I, you and I met through uh, our buddy Dennis uh, Fit, F- Futch, Futch, yes, Dennis sir. Futch. And uh, I got on the phone with Futch, and he's an interesting character down there in South Georgia. Oh, and no. uh, where is he again? Where, where, Moultrie, where, Georgia. In Moultrie, that's yes, right. And so – he called me on the phone. He said, come down here. We're going to have a big NRA gathering. I want you to come, blah, blah, blah. 
we're going to shoot guns. We're going to blow stuff up. And I'm like, all right. So I sent another buddy of ours. I said, is this old boy, is he for real? And he said, yeah, man, he practically got Trump elected in the state of Georgia. And he said, you know, he's, he's and I said, all right, well, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. So we come out to his house and he's got this shooting range out back. And it goes out, what, 300 yards? I think, yeah, 300, you got 300 400 yards. 300, 400 yard range out there. And they got Tanner right out there, and there's Futch. He's got every gun known to man. I mean, some of it probably ain't legal. I mean, they I'm probably, sure, yeah. yeah. You probably got an underground bunker with RPGs and, you know, shoulder, you know, surface-to-air missiles. And <laughs> Yeah, I was waiting on him to pull out like a bazooka or something to bite the later the afternoon guy. <laughs> and we sitting there shooting and blowing things up, you know, and shooting at Tannerite, and, and Futch just keeps pulling out different guns, you know, every one of them suppressed and, and just, and I mean, we just lightened it up. And I thought, man, his neighbors must hate his guts. <laughs> and we met them the next night at that NRA rally. Yeah. And they, and they said, oh, we could hear y'all over there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they could hear. And I think two of them was there. They were there. Um, I said, the, they could hear neighbors. us over in Florida, <laughs> south of the border. I, I mean, as loud as loud as the racket we were making. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I'm about as far away from Moultrie, Georgia, as you get your ass across Florida, and I'm up north Georgia up next Tennessee line and good lord I think they could hear us up there we was blowing stuff up and everything it was good day. I mean it was fun it was it was good day. it was fun I mean we were lighting it up boy oh no, we were it were and uh anyway so we had a good time that's how we met I see yeah and I remember because you told me the story about your wife you you came up and you had your a, a cup had some whiskey in it and I first thing out of my mouth I said where can I get me some of that you thought man you was friends right off the bat yeah that's, yeah um, and your wife had told you, yeah, it might not be a good idea to drink around me. She didn't know if I. She well, she said she didn't know if you drank or not. Yeah, <laughs> honey, honey, you got to pay closer attention. <laughs> if it wasn't for whiskey, I wouldn't get any hydration at all. That ice melts. That's about all the H two O gets in my body. Yeah, party time, mom. Yeah. The uh, but no, I, I we uh, we hit it right off and. I was glad you were there because we had a blast. We, oh, we did. And remember, there. I was going to leave like a day early, and it, it just yeah. like, man, heck no, we had a good, a good time. So I called home and, and, and said, hey, I'm going to be down here a couple more days. And uh, then I had to call work and tell them <laughs> yeah. I, I ain't coming back. Yeah. And uh, so Sometimes raising money for politics is fun, it's man. Fun. But that was right in the middle of the Brian Kemp campaign. That was right. getting right up to election time. And that was a hard-fought deal because he was up against Stacey Abrams, who's crazy mm-hmm. and a socialist and ain't pretty, and, and just – just rough. Had she been elected governor of Georgia, which right. is my home state, where I grew up, right. my family's still there. That's why I was coming back because I, I felt it important. I yeah, mean, that's you, still that's still home to me in a big way. So. Oh, it was, and you was a great supporter. You yes, know, I uh, was. Anytime you could do anything for us, you would. And um, you know, Brian, I got on with him early um, because one thing, you know, I'm not a politician by any means. You know that everybody. Knows you ain't. You crooked and, yet? No, I ain't crooked. You ain't taking no hand out? No, okay. I, I'm just, uh, and I've always said if I go down there and I'm just sitting in the seat and I, I'm not doing anything for my people, I'm coming home. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's the way everybody ought to be. You know, this job's not for that. And we make $17,000 a year. I, it costs me money to go down there. But but um, I've always been, kind of been one of those guys that I always wanted to take up for the little guy. And so when Brian came along, it was kind of that same deal. Yeah. Um, and so he started out, and, and, of course, I went with him and and. We got in the runoff with Stacey Abrams, and I served in the house with Stacey Abrams, and a lot of people was like, you know, he's going to win by a landslide. And I'm like, this girl's pretty smart. She's yeah. pretty pretty smart. Um, but what I've seen, because my wife, who's not in, involved in politics in any way, she started showing me when she first was speaking to the to the transition of her, the way she was speaking until afterwards. Um, and you had a ho- Hollywood elite, New York, and all those with just funding money like crazy to her. Um 
And if she won or had won, um, the state of Georgia, which is questionable now with mm-hmm. some of the stuff that's going on there, um, is not going to be a state that, that, that we're going to recognize. Uh, and go a little further on that, the scary part is, if you look at Texas and Georgia, we're almost identical. We lost 14 House seats, which we gained back two uh, because of a special election. But Texas lost 14 House seats uh, here. Kind of the same thing going on. These certain yeah. areas turning blue, uh, which there's enough people there to vote to overrule, overrun the rural votes. So that's um, the rural votes is, is what counts. Right. A lot of folks don't realize that Georgia is the biggest state east of the Mississippi. It's it a big one. There's a lot of similarities in the attitude and the culture between Georgia and Texas. I've noticed that. Uh, not not quite the same, but it's very, very similar. Mm-hmm. And, and there's big attitude in Georgia. And it's the empire state of the south. You know, it, so so goes Georgia, so goes the south in a big way. Just like so goes Texas, so goes the country. Absolutely. Uh, it's a big economy there. It's a lot going on. And, yeah, I mean, had she gotten elected, it would have been a a bad deal. It was a lot closer than I wanted it to be, but it was close enough that now, you know, that's the that's the liberal um, logic right now. Is everybody saying, well, they stole the election? Oh, that's absolutely. So you had Hillary on TV yeah. this morning, uh, starting that whole narrative. Uh, you had Abrams uh, in the Tennessee papers uh, last week, I think, mm-hmm. um, saying that uh, you know the election was stolen from us. Well, so here, let me give you a little data. Um, how do you lose fourteen House seats? Because those same people were voting, and those people that were voting Democrat that we lost 14 House seats, they elected you. They didn't elect you, okay? But those same people were voting. So how does that work? How do you are the only one, like Hillary saying that she got stolen, how is she the only one that didn't get elected, but we flipped Congress? Mm-hmm. Well, the same thing in Georgia. How did was the it only stole from Stacey Abrams. It wasn't stolen from the other people that, yeah. that, that got elected in the House of Representatives or in the, in the Senate. So... You know, it don't. Those numbers don't make no sense, uh, and we've run them down pretty quick, pretty tight to see where it's at. Yeah. Um, but you know, and we were robbed that night. Uh, she said we're stolen, but you know, we've done a lot of hard work. And the night that we won, we couldn't even celebrate because it was close. And um, and so we were, we were stolen our, our victory. That took we our party away from took us. Took our party away. Well, it's party time, Mom, right here in Studio Twenty Two. So you think you're gonna hang on this thing though? You just keep on. Like you said, I know you say that if, if you're not doing any good, you're going to go home. That's right, yeah. But but how much, when you get into politics, because they keep – I have people all the time telling me to run for something. I'm like, no, and hell no. <laughs> and that's just not I, – I like being able to use my voice any way I want to use it, and I don't need people telling me what my convictions need to be. Right. And I'm just – and plus I got so many skeletons in the closet that the first time one of them little bare knuckle toes sticks out underneath there, I'm going to run for the hills. <laughs> Because anyway, I I'm just, gonna write a book. Yeah, I bet you are. <laughs> you know, in Evil Knievel, uh, have y'all ever watched that Evil Knievel documentary? If you oh, haven't, absolutely. you should. When that old boy wrote that book about him, that kind of that tell-all thing, and then Evil Knievel uh, showed up outside the, the the court building or whatever, the baseball bat, and beat him to hell. Oh yeah, and, and I mean broke him apart. Yeah, I, yeah. So don't mess with a redneck, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and uh, you know, and I kind of got that a little bit uh, that reputation in, in the uh, yeah, things get emotional down there, uh, especially this time we mm-hmm. had you know uh, Brian, man, he went to work. I mean, uh, Governor Kemp, excuse me, uh, yeah. went, he went to work. I mean, we passed some uh, passed heartbeat bill, yeah. uh, which my seatmate Ed Sutter was one that carried it and done a tremendous job on it. Uh, we took a lot of flack. Uh, we had people dressed up in red gowns, uh, the whole nine yards out there, uh, but none of them you got to show your ID when you come in. Yeah. So we had them all standing around. None of them were from Georgia. They were really? all from somewhere else coming in here. 
wanting to change that. Uh, and then you had my du- buddy Dominic Ricky, who's one of the governor's four leaders that that uh, faced off with uh, Alyssa Milano down in the governor's office, mm-hmm. um, which he stayed pretty calm, <laughs> which made him come from, kind of from the same cloth as you do. So yeah. it was, yeah, I was proud of him. He'd done a good job there and, and asked us a question, you know, what district do you live in? Who do you vote for? They're not. Right. Um, so like you said earlier, if Georgia falls, they're coming for Texas next. All that money is shipped over. Uh, and they know that, and I think that's where you said. Well, the fact that now. Fort Worth, for the first time, voted blue in this last election, you know, it, it went for Beto O'Rourke. I mean, that's that's very telling when Tarrant County, Texas, goes right, blue, absolutely. something like that. That's a major deal. I mean, it's this is serious. Um, there are forces at work, whether people want to believe it or not. It's the forces of L.A. and Hollywood and the absolutely. mainstream media and New York money and, and these folks and George Soros. And I know that's almost become cliche, but I'm telling you, it exists. It's there. Um, you know, I don't know what people's opinion on the quote unquote deep state is, but I think if you hadn't seen that there's a deep state at work here, when you got people saying, well, we just sent a, we sent an FBI investigator in uh, as an undercover of undercover aide to, to work for the Trump campaign. I'm like that's called spying. I mean, there's not that's not no, investigating. Absolutely. That's spying. I mean, that's what that is. So we have this stuff going on here that's just absolutely ludicrous. And you see it up close and personal when you've got a friend like Brian Kemp. And, and it is, you know, these guys, we think of them as just kind of being up on this pedestal and they're not real people and all that. But, no, you're talking about real folks, real families who are really trying to do real change and real good in their communities and in their cities and states. And you're up against these this lunacy of this these ideas that are being pitched out here from socialism and universal basic income and, and you know, free medical, Medicare for all and the whole thing. It's just it's dumb. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, you know, and talk about talk about. Uh, Governor Kemp and his family, probably one of the most humble guys that you have ever met in your yeah. entire life. And I know you've, you've met him and, and Miss Marty uh, and the girls. Um, you know, no matter what the situation is, he never he ain't never forgot where he come from right. and still looking out for those same people. Um, and, you know, we've got a lot of great guys like that. You know, politicians, and like I said, I'm not one, but a lot of, for the most part, we get a bad reputation just because you decide to take that step as everybody gets corrupted and everybody – uh, we're not Washington D.C. We know all that goes on up there. It but, ain't quite the swamp. No, yeah. I mean you got Speaker David Ralston. This, you know, was looks like a man that was born to sit in that seat in the House that runs it. Um, had my buddy um, um, Jeff Duncan get elected Lieutenant Governor. All great people, and they want to do what's best for the people. But going back to what you're saying, I'm not a aluminum full wear hat wearing guy. But absolutely, the more crazy it sounds, and the more crazy. It is, then people won't believe it, and so they do it. That right. They get that way to, to try to discredit you and what you're doing, uh, but we've all seen it. I mean, there's yeah. no denying it. Well, you know, and Brian Kemp sent me a message back during the campaign. This was before he was even elected and anything, and he thanked me for, you know, doing my help part to kind of be a voice. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm a dude in Texas, but I, I have some very special interests in right. Georgia. I mean, that's where my mama lives, so mm-hmm. party time, Mom. And, and that's why, you know, i got to look out for – my crazy mama, because she ain't got the sense to look out for herself. I didn't say that, mama. I didn't say it. <laughs> I didn't say. I still believe in you, baby. I still believe in you. I'm gonna come see you soon. Um, but no, it's uh, it's a great state. It's a great thing. That heartbeat bill was a significant one, I think. Boy, you, you really saw the claws come out when that happened. And then even that doesn't settle the problem because now you got people who are saying, well, if you're an abortion provider, you can just use that ultrasound and you can you can avoid the heartbeat. You know, just put the oh, mom, sure. the, the you know, someplace where you can't actually hear it or whatever. So it's a crooked, crooked thing. I, I can't imagine anybody that I don't understand the mindset of people that want to kill children. But, um, I, you know, 
It, it makes no sense. I mean, you know, not to get all biblical and stuff, but if there's anything that's the closest to the child of God, it's a baby that's never committed a sin or anything until, you know. Um, and so using it and what it's got to be is, is using it for birth control. Yeah. Um, Convenience. Yeah. And, you know, in Planned Parenthood, the great movie come out, which um, met the girl that, that you know, that was shot there, and she was she's from Marietta, the girl that uh, was in the movie. Ashley Bratcher, yep. Yeah. Um, I don't remember that sure well, but uh, but that thing's has blown up. I mean, it, it really has. It yeah. showed the inside of what's really going on. Um, and you know, we had some people there that 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 they and and I don't have a problem with it. If you honestly do not have a problem with it, you honestly that's what you feel in your soul when you can go to bed at night. That's fine. Do what yeah. you need to do. Um, but I'm not going to stand up there and I'm not going to vote against something because for a political reason. Right. And, right. And, and I think you've seen. Uh, you've seen both parts of that. You've seen some people doing political stuff on the other side. You've seen some people stand up on the other side that that's, um, was putting on a show. Um, but if you talk to them afterwards, they would tell you that, you know, no, they don't believe in it. Yeah. Um, but I, there's not that big – I mean, that's a big moral issue. And, and it was it was important to me. And I've always said, and, I, and I'll continue to say, you can't legislate morality. Right. Um, if you could, there wouldn't be murders in the world. But Absolutely. people still murder even though it's illegal. You know, there wouldn't be – you can't legislate – morality but you got to fight for those who can't fight for themselves you got to speak up for those that don't have a voice and an unborn child doesn't have a voice and so you know I, i've always been pretty outspoken on that deal i don't moralize on it i i just telling you straight up it's a logic issue for me it's a compassion issue for me and i look at these children and i'm thinking you know proverbs 31 8 says you gotta you gotta use your voice for those that don't have one that's exactly right it's so <clears throat> it's a big passion of mine but anyway anyway you like going back and forth down to Georgia? I mean, down to uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. You know, uh, you sacrifice a lot. I got a 13, a 11-year-old, and a 9-year-old. Um, so you sacrifice a lot of time with those because I have to go down on Mondays. And kind of the longer you're in there, the more committees you get on um, and that kind of stuff. So uh, I'm down there all week yeah. uh, from January to April. Uh, and and so it does, it takes a toll. You think if I came down there, they'd honor me for something? Absolutely. I try to get you to come down this year. <laughs> I think I, I think I've done enough special stuff. Yeah, I, well, I, I tried to get you to come down this year, but we kept getting too busy. And I kept, uh, uh, you know, the the state of Texas, different ones keep trying to get me to come down there. They want to give me some kind of an award or something. And I don't believe in participation trophies. Like if I, I did yeah. something, that's one thing. But I don't need you just to honor me with a piece of well, paper but, that says. But I mean, it's nice that they think that. Yeah. Oh, it is. And and people out in the TV world, I'm going to tell you, he did not tell me to say this, but. I want to say this um, as a friend and as I'm anxious uh, to hear it. Yeah, <laughs> not what I told you the other night, but uh, as a friend and stuff, um, I appreciate you step out there uh, when nobody else will. You you know you don't know what's going to happen when you put yourself out there. You put yeah. yourself you put your family out there just the same way as I do in this position. Uh, all you guys do, um, and appreciate that. There they, they ain't no way to to really communicate how much appreciation that I have. And a lot of other people that that's told me about it. See their mom. Yeah, she's done good. I told you. I told you I'd be something someday. But something. you know that's been the problem. That's been the problem with the conservatives. We've sat back and been quiet too long. Yeah, I believe in civil discourse. I don't believe. You know, I, I put it on Twitter the other week about we don't have any business getting in somebody's face. You know, in an airport. You know, some official or somebody running for office and putting their fingers in their face and shouting them down. I, I don't. I don't like stuff like that. 
I think we resort to being just like what the left has done when they're screaming at people until they have to leave the restaurants. I believe in civil discourse. And listen, even if it gets to a point where you got to pick up a rifle, I still believe in civil discourse because at the end of the day, I mean, that's why we, even when you go to war, you still got the Geneva Convention. That's civil discourse. I mean, there are are rules in place of how you respond and how you fight. And I've always said, look, I believe if you got false logic and you believe in something, that's a house of cards that eventually false logic is going to fall in on itself. So I don't have to try to win the argument. I know the argument's going to be won by itself. And so I, I want to be smart enough and know enough that I can, you know, engage in those conversations and do it. So I feel like if I got the truth on my side and God's on my side, then why not step out there and do Absolutely. it? Absolutely. And now I have fun with it. And that's what people don't know what to do with me now because I, I, I have fun while I'm doing it. And people don't get it. People are like, you just, it must be nice being able to make a living just stirring the pot. And I said, as long as you keep licking that stick, I'm going to keep stirring that pot because I don't care. I mean, I don't care. Look, I'm 46 years old. I got what I got. I ain't going to get, you know, it just, I got what I got. I work my butt off to try to do things. And, and uh, hey, it's a good living running your mouth if you can, if you can get it. I mean, it's, it's great. But the, but the reason you make a living is because you're saying what the people really want to say. Yeah. You're doing that, that next step of, you know, and then the, it, it kind of where it comes into uh, to play in politics is is those people say, well, you know, if he can say that, then why can't I say it? Yeah, they've they've run us scared with with pointing fingers and saying, well, you're racist because you don't think this. Well, I mean, yeah, I had a friend get up and that, did, I don't like black people, but whatever. <laughs> and I know better than that. I, I met three of them other night. Uh, they all travel. They all me. love you. We sleep in the same hotel. <laughs> We snuggle. That was uh, funny. But I, I was with Bougie Sean. He came to the game yesterday, man. <laughs> I love that guy so much. Oh, you I, I mean, he, a lot come. I bet he the other night, and man, he's great. I love that guy, guy so much. <laughs> Mark knows Bougie. They've traveled. They've done plenty together. I, and when I say plenty together, I do mean sex. <laughs> who's, the who's the little spoon? Who's the big spoon? That's yeah. right. Yeah. He's a, Mark's a strong power bottom, so I understand. <laughs> He's been licking the stick, too. <laughs> Look how red he's turning because he knows it's true. Mm. The See, amount of people that I was going to send this to mate, went down. Uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, there's your elected official, oh, District 6, right there. I apologize. Listen, aim all hate mail towards me. He is not engaged in this conversation at all. This has nothing to do with future policy in the state of Georgia. There's your asterisk. There's your disclaimer. And that oh, is man. the fine print, my friends. Oh, Oh, I wish Bougie was around today. I miss him. Uh, anyway, that old boy, he's a mess. But anyway, yeah, we, 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 yeah, anyway. But I, I love the state of Georgia. It's a beautiful state. Jamie, you're from Alabama. Yep. You went to Auburn. Yep. And uh, you and I, Ridley, we hung out at the Auburn Georgia game. I went to Georgia, That's right. of course. Yep. And, and, um, like to froze to death that night. It was that, cold. Well, yeah. last year? Yeah. I don't think about the last couple of years because we got I try. Out. I bet you don't, my no, brother. No, 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 I, don't. <laughs> I think back to that di- that night at Trinity Hair. <laughs> the immaculate do. reception. I know you yeah. do. Uh-huh. I don't know, man. Auburn always scares me in football. Anybody in the SEC can beat anybody in the yeah, SEC. I mean, that's just a fact. But Auburn, I got a special place of hate for myself, <laughs> for Auburn, just because they, they hurt our feelings a few times. But I do love it when they beat Alabama uh, back when. They, you know, oh, yeah, you love that seeing the repeat for like the next nine years of the <laughs> uh, of it hitting the goal and falling and running it back. It, yeah. I mean, Georgia and South Carolina's playing. What do they do? They run the deal. Exactly. <laughs> I know that's pretty funny. But you know, there's no greater place to to see uh, you know Tumors Corner and, and go down to Auburn. That's a great place to see a football game. Athens, Georgia, is a good place. We partied all day. We we tailgated and 
We didn't. We did not party elected people. No. Uh, we. Uh, I had my wife with me. I mean, if you want to call, if you want to call, um, you know, walking around with our wives in a parking lot on the campus of the University of Georgia partying, but I, it, it was fun. There was actually a picture of me and Jade that was that was awesome. Uh, we had like a stack of porter parties right behind us. So Float that, was, that one around. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, that that was a good day though. Yeah, it Especially was a good day. Georgia it was a good won, day. But I was like happy there. Appreciate it. My two favorite teams are Auburn and whoever plays Alabama. There you that's, go. That's I'm I'm with you on that, Jamie. My wife, she had those hot hands. You know the things that you scrunch up and you you, you keep your hands on them in your pockets. And I was like, ah, we ain't gonna need any of that stuff tonight. You know, thank God she brought extra ones. It was. I don't do cold well. No, it, it got cold. cold in a hurry too. I mean, yeah, it was, man, that sun went down. It got rough. It did. But uh, on the field too. Yeah, on the field too. It got brutal. It, it gets rougher on us bald folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a joke that I'm not going to tell go right ahead. now. Yeah, go no, I was just going to say, just get, all you got to do is wear a turtleneck that's so you a, look uncircumcised. Yeah, that's. A, I knew that was coming. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> oh, party time, mom. Oh my gosh, Ridley! I tell you what, man. How you like Texas? You don't want to go back home, do you? Listen, now you got to go back home. I got to go back home because he loves Georgia and he <laughs> will continue to represent the great state uh, of Georgia in District Six. And so, but yeah, Texas but gets in Texas. your blood, don't it? Well, Texas been in my blood. You know, I rodeoed a lot and spent a lot of time out here. Went down a couple of days, spent <laughs> uh, ranching with a buddy of mine down uh, in uh, Prairie Hill, just outside of Waco. And uh, yeah, I don't want to go home, but I got to go back to work. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, Texas. my kids and my wife, they actually kind of getting to miss me now. So, oh, yeah. man. They were excited. They were, like, you know, waking me up two hours early to get on the plane. Well, uh, you came out, yeah. You, <laughs> you came out because you, you were going to come to the Chris Kyle Memorial Benefit with us and hung out, and that was a good time. It was. And you got a chance to hang out with uh, Wayne and Debbie Kyle and, you know, Chris's parents and Jeff and Amy, his brother and sister-in-law. What did you think of that event? You know, um, coming from a guy, uh, my dad got killed when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my granddaddy raised me. He was born in 1919. Uh, never been further than Chattanooga and got drafted to World War II. My uncle's in Vietnam. So I um, always had a real good special place, taught patriotism, veterans, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Chris Kyle, I mean, what do you say? I mean, even now, he he'd always will be a legend. Um, and so to get to come out to something like that and, yeah. and, and meet those guys was fantastic. Tell us a story about that knife case. So the knife, oh, yeah. So, so my son, uh, he's 13. I, since he's been born, he's always wanted to – uh, been in the military, my wife's scaring her to death. But he, he guns, knives, whatever, it don't matter. Uh, so anyway, um, me, and, me and Jeff were talking a little bit uh, there, and I was telling about my son, and uh, Mr. Wayne was over there. Matter of fact, because was you labeled me as a politician, he tried to kick me out right off the bat. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, but uh, so I was talking to Jeff, and I said you, he had the knife holster on his back, mm-hmm. and uh, I said, hey, I said, what do you can you get those around here? And he said. And he said, you know, I don't even know. And so he was taking it off, and I thought he was going to look at the back of it. And uh, he said, here, give this to your son. And I was like, no, I ain't, I can't take that from you. You know, that's yours. Don't, I'll, I'll buy one somewhere. Just tell me where to give it. He said, I don't even know where I got to say. Here, take it. Give it to your son. I said, I hope let him know that I gave it to you. I said, okay. And just, man, great people. Uh, you you know, and that, they're gracious people. It's a gracious family. I consider them family Absolutely. as I've gotten to know them. Uh, it's an honor to, to serve them and serve with them. But they're family to me. And, you know, folks say, oh, it's the Kyle family. They got all this movie money and book money. They don't. No. When I met Jeff Kyle, he was working for the Waco Harley-Davidson shop down there and uh, still gets up and goes to work, you know, five, six days a week with his company that Absolutely. he's put together. And so, yeah, they, they, they it, it ain't like you think it is, folks. I'm no. telling you. It ain't no, like you think it is. And, and 
no no need to get in all the details of that. But if you know, you know. If you don't, you don't need to know. But I'll tell you, um, they're good folks. They're great folks. Uh, Miss Kyle, um, hey, many things choked me up a little bit, but uh, and I tried to tell a story. She came up to me and she said, "You're Chad's friend from Georgia." And I said, "Yes, ma'am." And, and kind of talked to her for a, bit, for a little bit. And uh, and I know she didn't think anything about it, but yeah. just being there amongst the people, if you really want to see American heroes, it ain't movie stars. These are the guys right. that, that were there. I mean, unless you're Jacob Schick, 22 kill. He's yeah, a movie star yeah, now. Yeah. He, he got to handcuff Clint Eastwood, and he's going to tell everybody about it. <laughs> but she told me, she, she said, I just want to thank you for coming. And, man, it got to me. I said, ma'am, you don't need to thank me. I said, well, thank you all for what, yeah. you know, what all y'all are doing here. Well, and that's why you're a good dude, and that's why you're friends with me. I, I like I, you know, I, I got good people in my life. That's right. And, you know, you you watch the shows, and you see Jason and Sean and Mark and Candace and 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 Steve and you know Jade, Natalie, all them. I mean, I got good people in my life yeah, all the way down the line. I got good friends out there. And when you and I met, it became instant because I got a glimpse of your heart, and I knew what you were there to do. <laughs> yeah, we we joke about having a good time and stuff, but you know, going into politics—that's a sacrifice. You're away from your family, you are. and you know, you jumped on a plane because you said, "Hey, I want to come out there and be a part of that." And Absolutely, I, I want to come out and visit, and and you know, you took time away to come out and do that thing, and 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 give yourself and and kind of represent. So. I always appreciate that about you. That's why, and, and we always mix in a little fun with it. Oh yeah, it's well, you can't go nowhere without fun. Yeah, you been having kidney stone stuff going? No, no, not me. No, no, no. Steve? I keep it good. Yeah, I keep it. Steve, good. who's having kidney stone? Oh, that's Rendon Meats guy. No, that's Mark, oh, that Mark. Yeah, yeah. Mark. Mark Pagel. Pagel. Oh, so he you, bought he, us a I, lot of beer I, yesterday. But you were telling me one. you were telling me stuff, and I didn't know if you were talking about Ridley or or mm-hmm. he said somebody wasn't drinking a lot of beer, and I said, well, that ain't Ridley. No, Ridley has a couple. No, yeah. <laughs> hey, if you pastor, Hi, mom. <laughs> party time, mom. Party time, mom. If the pastor's watching, listen. State rep from District Six. He drank a few beers out here in Texas. I don't know what we drank. Well, you couldn't drink the water, so yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who would want to? Yeah, it, was, it was tainted fish. <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> who wants, they have sex in that water. Yeah, I who wants that? <laughs> I'm sorry, Mom. Golly. It's Ridley. Yeah. It's Ridley. Trust brings, me, everybody knows. It's he okay. brings a redneck out of me. I like that belt buckle you wear. Well, thank you. You can't see, you can't see it. No, I, but if I pull it, I can. <laughs> this is the most proper belt buckle that I could ever wear because my, my wife last night pointed out to me after I sent her a picture of it because I was so proud to get that the center of it says BS. Yeah. <laughs> so I get the award, the BS award. I don't know. That's uh, a good looking buckle, though. It is. You like That's, me? We don't got the dicky do disease. We get belly there. sticks out further than your dicky do. Yeah. Well, you got, <laughs> when you get our age, it starts working both ends. It's, 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 <laughs> All right, it's estrogen, man. It's, it's estrogen. Anti that and food. Yes. <laughs> I like the, I like food and, and I like to drink. You're right, Jane. <laughs> I don't drink a lot of beer. I, I, every now and then, I had some went to the ball game yesterday and had a couple of them because that's pretty much all you can get sitting that, in the stands. But twenty six dollars a beer. Yeah, it was nine bucks, man. Nine bucks a pop. Yeah. Woo! But I'm gonna pay it. That's you sat there long enough. That's, yeah. You know, and y'all invited me down yesterday. I thought that we were going to a Mexican restaurant to watch the baseball game because I was getting. <laughs> Like three different stories the night before. Yeah, well, that's because uh, you listen to Party Foul Steve. What? So Party I roll Foul up. Steve, I'd ask Party Foul Steve how he enjoyed the Chris Kyle Memorial Benefit, but he don't remember the Saturday <laughs> night. <laughs> I remember the first half. Yeah, I can always spot Steve. I can spot him from across the room. He goes, "Man, I got a little drunk," and I said, "Yeah, I think you did." He, I said, "You know, I can spot it because his hat's back here like this." He's like. 
Hey! <laughs> you drunk, Steve? No! <laughs> Shut up! Everybody has a drunk pill. A couple times a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah, everybody. See, Steve handles it pretty well. He's a fun drunk. I, I uh, everybody has their tells when they do it. Steve's his. He says, "Shut up," or he goes, "No," <laughs> and you know it. You're drunk, Steve. No, <laughs> hammered. <laughs> anyway, we we're talking about. So we went down to the restaurant. Yeah, Mexican restaurant. Yeah, we went down to the Mexican restaurant. So I'll come rolling in because I think it's just a Mexican restaurant that I'm paying. Thirty-eight dollars to drive from from Fort Worth to Uber and an Uber all the way down there, but I was like, "Hey, y'all gonna be down there? I'm coming." Uh, so get down there, and holy crap, they was tents and blow up things and all kinds of good stuff. Band going. Uh, had Joe, Jason Bowling there. Jason Bowling, yeah. Uh, uh, who's my son's one of my son's favorite uh, guys? Me too. Uh, Mark Crow. Uh, Mark Crow was yeah. there. Yeah. That's so uh, one of the guys. Bart. I had Tejas Bart Brothers. a long time. And then uh, Tejas Brothers were there. Those are all yeah. good buddies, man. They're yeah, they're all great. It was, yeah. it was a good time. Yeah, we good wound time. up going. I've surprised Jade with we took her. I took her to the ball game, which that wasn't the surprise, but uh, <laughs> her. We had some folks show up that she wasn't expecting to see, so it was a good little visit. And so, uh, yeah, we hung out there. But then when we got done, I tried to come find y'all, but it was already y'all. Yeah. Y'all were y'all were watching Game of Thrones somewhere, probably. That's it. <laughs> I went to H three. H3 is a good restaurant. Ryan Mitchie's my buddy. He's the GM of H3 over there, and I'll tell you, it's the best catfish. It's a steakhouse, but it's the best catfish in Fort Worth. That's the only place I've eaten. I ate over at the Star for lunch yesterday. uh, Star Cafe is a good place. they got a good chicken fry. I love downtown Fort Worth. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. Well, you're sort of in it. You're down in the stockyards. That's right. You're in in California. I'm pretty sure this section didn't go blue. I'm no. <laughs> well, it depends. You got to go one block up where all the Mexicans live. That that's pretty blue up there. But uh, is that? Can I say that, Mark? I might. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. I can say anything I freaking want to say because it's the truth. But um, yeah, we'll. we'll uh, I, I, I'll take you to actual tonight. We'll go to dinner. We'll go to actual downtown Fort Worth. You haven't been up in there. No, you? no. We, we'll no. take you up there where our, our big buildings are. Okay. That's yeah. Where those high rises are. Power, keep talking about? We, we got power on and lights and stuff. <laughs> 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 we go towards town to hunt. Yeah. My, my buddy, uh, he's a um, real wealthy guy. And I like done him. really good for himself. Like him and, already. And he, made, he always made a joke. He said, heck, we got Ridley elected and said, we stopped at the Capitol, let him out. And he said, what are y'all doing? He said, I got to go to the airport to get on an airplane. I thought I got elected to Congress. So <laughs> he always tells everybody that joke. And I was like, no, nah, I knew better than that. I don't have no desire to go up there. He talked about getting Ridley elected. The man only spent $8,100 on the entire campaign, yeah, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Now, that's in Chatsworth, Georgia. That's a wealthy friend. Well, no, well, well let, me tell, let me tell you about this in politics. After you get elected, I don't know how it works out. After you get elected, everybody voted for you. Uh-huh. Oh, they're all your they're friends. All, oh, you won by you. 78%. Uh, yeah, yeah, I voted for you. Yeah. You, look up, you look up their address, and they're like, you're not even in my district. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I love the people up there. They're great. Yeah. They've been good to, to me and my family and good supporters. That's a good place. I like yeah. North Georgia up there. And uh, I, I, it's a beautiful part of the country, really. It you is. get up in there, you start getting in those foothills up in there, and you get then you get over in the North Georgia mountains. and. That's and uh, you, you got to be careful. You drop off in a holler somewhere, you're going to find yourself in a farm full of marijuana, and they'll shoot you. Yeah. But uh, that's another deal. That ain't in your district. That you, ain't you, in my district. You done no. cleaned it up, I know. No, we cleaned, you done cleaned it up. You cleaned it up. boy. 
I tell you what, we had a valley all together, so it ain't. <laughs> talk about a green New Deal. Yeah, that force catches on fire. Everybody's going to be high. It's called cash crop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that, but that's yeah. what I've been hurt. Cotton, peanuts, <laughs> peaches, and weed. Yeah. <laughs> Little Kush, indica, yeah. Papa Green, homegrown Hawaiian. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It's all money. I don't, I'm glad you know all the names to them. I <laughs> well, know. I mean, you know. <laughs> uh, no, Mom. No, Mom. You read that in a book, didn't you? <laughs> I'm going to get one. Before she dies, I'm going to get my mama high. That's what I'm going to do. I don't even like. I don't like the stuff for myself. I don't care about it. I don't care if you do it. I don't care. No, I don't know. I don't care. But I figured I, I, I was already I, lazy. I promising to. my mother. I'm like, I, I like my mother's nuts anyway. She's. I mean, and I say that in a good way. She's crazy good. <laughs> but she. But I can't imagine her on something like that. She's our kind of crazy. It'd make her quiet. Is what yeah. it would do. It would just. Beep, she wouldn't. Well, say I had anything. friends that, that I never did have no desire. I figured I was already lazy and wanted to eat yeah, all the time exactly. already. I didn't need no help. I don't That's, need no help on that. No, sir. Steve, you ever get your mama high? No. <laughs> It'd be a lot better on her than some of the other drugs. That's you know? so funny. I love bringing up those kind of topics like that, and then everybody wants to chime in about, well, you know, we need to be doing. And I'm like, shut up, we're joking. You know. Anyway. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> What's next for the state of Georgia? Shoot, man, I don't know. We had, uh, Who you else know, can we, y'all piss we, off? I, we're going to work on it. Good. Uh, you know, uh, we got 2020 coming up, election, because uh, we run every two years, um, uh, keep us closer to the people. Um, so we got all that coming up. Um, so we're going to, we lost some metro areas. We'll try to keep those uh, this time. Um, See what the, what the great governor's got on the agenda. Whatever it is, I'm behind it. Yeah, uh, he's a good man. He is. He's, he's a, a good man. Guy. And and you're right. Where we started this conversation, the topic is going to be about stealing elections. There's always going to be some form of liberal logic that's going to come out there. Either it was a Russia collusion, and then it was obstruction of justice. Now it's going to be well, they stole the elections, and that's just dumb. It's I mean, it's just it it's always going to be something else. And I don't know how you fight it. I have a buddy of mine, uh, Todd Jones, lives up in Port South Area. Mm-hmm. Uh, great state representative. One of the smartest guys I've ever been around. Uh, Speaking I mean, of black people, they ever let any black people in Forsyth? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I've know, never been a, there. That was a protest. I, I don't, I've never been there, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, he's a great guy. But, you know, he had a lady come in from New York that moved down here, and she was and he was talking to her. And he said, why did you move here? And she said, because Georgia's all y'all done for Number one place to do business now, you know, blah, blah. Yeah. she went through all the things that were so great about here and all the things that were so crazy about New York City. And he said, well, good. I hope I can count on your vote uh, in the election. She goes, oh, no, you're you're Republican. I'm not voting for you. Wow. And I'm like, hang on. A minute. You just said all this and, and said how great we've done, but you're not going to vote for me because I'm Republican. But we're the ones that's done this and Democrats is what's done that to your place. Um, and I don't know how you fight that. I don't know that any logical even a psychiatrist could answer how you, yeah. how you convince that person because i think uh, you know mr jerry said earlier mr james said earlier um you those fights you you can't you can't twist them i mean you can't turn them they're just dead on yeah. what they're going to do um so it's gonna be interesting well i love you i love you too i'm boy. praying for you <laughs> I'm Rick, glad you're I'm here hanging out with us. I am glad you come to Georgia some. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. Uh, well, by the time people watch this episode, I've already been there. Um, we're working on the documentary there in Atlanta for veterans. And uh, got a couple of shows there. Then I'll be down with Nine Line Apparel in Savannah, hanging out with them and Graham Allen and Tig Tiggin. And, uh, I mean, talk about somebody that never done anything for their country. 
Absolutely. He I mean, 13 hours on a roof in Benghazi, big deal. Yeah. Let's, Whoopee. Let's make some T-shirts. Let's, yeah. I mean, at this point, what difference does it make? <laughs> Great <You know>? guys. <laughs> Great guys. I'm telling Yeah. I love Tig. He's a good friend, man. <laughs> Oz, I've told people before, Oz, you know, they, Oz signed and sent me, uh, I don't even know why he sent it to me. I already had it, but he sent me a copy of 13 hours, and uh, he and he had signed in and called me a loser and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Now, was he the one that's in Moultrie? Uh, no, I don't know. No, no, that, that was. was um, no, we didn't have any Benghazi guys in Moultrie. No, but the nine line, uh, the guy that does the shirt, Matt Lyda. Matt, Matt, yeah, Matt Lyda. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's a VP of marketing for nine line. Good boy. Spent two years in the army. Calls himself a vet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> compared to the guy that makes the shirts that he works for. Yeah, who was a who was a, a nine line chopper yeah. pilot? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, God bless them. I love those boys. They're good times. We don't have fun with them. Anyway, come over to Georgia. We'll hang out, man. I'll come over there and meet some of your constituency and and influence them. I'll help you get reelected. How about that? Come on. How about that? They all love you. They all love you. We're going to see if we can up up the ante in Chatsworth. Oh, we can. We'll we'll throw a a Jason Ridley party. You got to run again 2020? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. You got to get elected yeah. again. Twenty twenty. I do. I do. We'll yeah. plan something out, man. Yeah. Oh, we got something going. I'm telling. That that guy got a little utility company mad at me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I hammered them. So anyway, anyway, got them a little mad at me. They're gonna try to run get somebody against me. So. Oh my lord. You know. Can't we all just get along? Oh yeah, I know. Especially when, hey, as long as you're fighting for the people, that's all that matters. Yeah. That's big business. <laughs> well, I tell you what, if I thought I could make some money off of it, I'd let Steve write that tell-all book. <laughs> <laughs> we call it Pinky Toe. Pinky Toe. <laughs> Bossy Toe. Bossy Toe, that's right. Bossy Toe. <laughs> well, I ain't even going to tell that story. <laughs> uh, something you said in the car this morning was funny. But anyway. All right, we got to get out of here, Ridley. Hey, thank you for having me on. Yeah, man, I love the state of Georgia. Keep doing what you do. Tell Brian Kemp we said hello. And uh, at some point in time, I'm going to try to get him on the show. Let's do it. But uh be fun to do. But anyway, um you go you want people to find you on social media and stuff? Sure. Yeah. Where do they find you? Oh well I've got a Facebook page, my personal one. Uh then I got one uh Ridley for District Six. Ridley for District Six, and that's the numeral six, uh, right? It's the number six. Uh yeah. Uh, if you don't live my district, don't send me a bunch of hate mail because I ain't I ain't gonna respond back to That's you. That's right. Just like I this only podcast, take care of my voters. just like this podcast, we only take five star reviews. That's, That's exactly it, right, man. We don't do one stars. If you're gonna leave a one star, you got too much darn time on your hand. Get out of here, leave. You don't have to announce your exit. Just just bye. Don't let the door hit you where the Lord split you. Come on, just get on out. We don't want to hear about it, but we appreciate you watching and listening and having fun with us. It is party time, Mom. We're going to get out of here and go see if we can put some more coffee in this cup. You know what That's, I'm talking about? It is it's hot really? in here. Who is warm, boy? It's sweltering heat. <laughs> sweltering heat. I mean, I'm sitting over here, Jamie Popwell spent his time in, in, in the desert. <laughs> Steve spent yeah. his time in the desert. Yeah, it was a little warm. And we talking about hot in the a, in a building here. Yeah. It might be 80 in here. Not H-O-T-T. Well, we're fat, Ridley. That's the problem. Well, that's what I was going for. The problem is we're, we're going, fat. I like to refer to myself as uh, fluffy. Uh, uh-huh. But uh, it is. But if you carry it right with confidence. Well, you say well, you're watching your weight. You just put it in front of you so you can see it better. <laughs> well, I, can't, right? I can't help but see it right now. Good Lord. Well, but everybody's some fat guy come up with this whole idea that women have said, it, the what is the dad bod dad is bod. in? That's whoever that is is my hero. Thank you. Hey, but they're lying. Because <laughs> I promise you, I, I've seen I've seen plenty of dad bods walking around, you know, and 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 the women don't look twice at them. But then you know, Mm-mm. some dude come walking through there looking like whatever. Yeah, 
Yeah. And their tongues are on the floor. Yeah, they're trying to think that rip off of Yellowstone looks like that's a dad bod. I'm like, <laughs> pretty sure that's not. <laughs> no, this is what a dad bod looks like, folks. A lot of pokes and rolls right here. We sweat just putting our boots on. That, absolutely. Man, get out of breath. Yes. That's my goal weight is where I can put my boots on without feeling like I'm going to die. Yeah, that's... That's, you know, when I don't have to carry a handkerchief around and wipe my head like I'm preaching all the time. I know. Just, I quit starching my jeans. <laughs> you know, I text everybody wear starch jeans. I quit starching my jeans because it's too hard to get on. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, trying to push through that. <clears throat> anyway, enough about all that stuff. We got to get out of here. Go to watchchat.com. Find me on the road. <clears throat> for the Puppet Master Mark, Party Foul Steve, Jamie Popwell. Thank you for sitting in here with us. You can find Jamie over at uh, flagsforvets.us. Go Absolutely. check him out. And uh, if you want to, if you want something to uh, support, that's a good one to support. And also check out what they're going to be doing on that on that whitetail hunt for for veterans. Shoot you, yeah. If I get a wheelchair, can I come? Absolutely. All right. Just tuck your legs out. <laughs> Cut my legs off. You know that's Small mean. Sacrifice. But <laughs> <laughs> There's things some guys will do for hunting. That's, that's, that's a fact. How committed are you? There you go. <laughs> yeah, you to you to you to bacon or the eggs, boy. <laughs> All right, hey, uh, really, be good. I'm going to come see you, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. For the rest of y'all, we'll talk to you next time. Love y'all. God bless. Bye.